This is the Sooner Game Day Show, live from Campus Corner. We are at Yo Pablo. Parker Thune with you here for the next hour here before I kick things over to your Sooner radio crew, Toby Rowland, Teddy Lehman, and Chris Plank. They are going to take over from 1 to 2, and then from 2 to 4, Mike Steely, the Oklahoma radio legends, and Rush co-host Tyler McComas, they got you the rest of the way. It's the ensemble cast today on the Sooner Game Day show, presented by Windy Chevrolet in Purcell. Well, as I mentioned off the top, we have a laundry list of guests today. And the latest to stop on by is a name most all Sooner fans are going to be familiar with, and that is former Sooner great and NFL wide receiver Mark Clayton. Mark, great to have you with us here today. Mark, always a pleasure, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, uh, obviously, given your background, given the position that you played, uh, I'd love to just start off getting your thoughts on the wide receiver play for Oklahoma yeah. Last year, I know I know it's tough to gauge how much growth there was one year to another when you yeah. got an opponent yep. like Arkansas State that obviously we all figured yeah. Oklahoma was going to handle their business against. But with Emmett Jones coming in mm-hmm. as wide receivers coach in the offseason to fill the void left by the departure of Cale Gundy and later LaDamian Washington, yeah. did you already kind of get the sense that there was some of Emmett Jones' influence in the way that those wide receivers played last week? I feel like... Uh you know, it, so overall, I'm just looking at them like, man, for the first time, I felt like everybody was not only confident, but very efficient. And very, I mean, and it's, it's been a while since collect, like from beginning to end, we've had a game where offense clicks, even with the backups, uh, and everybody made plays like that. Now, okay, man, this is completely off topic for a second. Yeah. But I need you to help me remember, because this is literally one of my very earliest college football memories, and I can't remember the opponent, the year, or the place, but there was a play you had where you basically tipped the ball up to yourself and then housed it. You remember who, who that was against? Was that Oklahoma State? Was that the Oklahoma State game that I'm thinking of? Oh. 03, 04? That is a faint memory i really i remember that yeah man yeah i have this mental picture of it i can't remember where it was stadium wise i think it was a road game i can't remember who the opponent was but literally man one of my very earliest college football memories is you making this fantastic play off a pass from jason white so well sorry that's a that's a blast from the past there you remember it yeah yeah, oh yeah absolutely that doesn't matter man yeah man okay smu coming to town uh they're gonna this will really be the first measuring stick type of game for Oklahoma Absolutely. here in 2023. Yep. Uh, you look at that team, you look at the firepower they have offensively. Yep. What do you feel like Oklahoma needs to do, not only to stay one step ahead of SMU tonight, but really to leave no doubt that this is a different team than they were a season ago? Yeah, I, I think Oklahoma, I, I watched a little SMU last week, um, and they, they're they formidable. This is going to be a nice matchup. Uh, I think better than people think, uh, and they're hungry. But today, I think we have to get after the passer, period, at the end. I mean, because my deal has always been, you know, if, if we're going to get back to that championship pedigree, we have to be able to really get after the passer with, with, with four guys, and obviously we'll send pressure. But um, to keep SMU at bay, we're going to have to, you know, make the quarterback uncomfortable and you know, make them run the ball. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on Dylan Gabriel. There were a lot of varying opinions on his play last year. A lot of varying opinions on whether he's the type of guy that can lead Oklahoma to a Big 12 championship, college football playoff berth. Yeah. I know quarterback play is something you're more than familiar with, dude. So, like, 
What do you see in Dylan Gabriel? What did you see last year that lends some confidence? Okay, this guy knows how to handle his business. Dylan is, he's a tough kid. I think that, that's, you know, I see that through his work, his work ethic. And then when he's on the field, he's respected. Um, I mean, and, you know, you got a quarter. I mean, you want your guy, you want the team to respect your guy. And, um, I mean, he, he has all the respect in the world from the team, which means a lot. But he's a, he's an efficient, you know, passer. And I've, I've enjoyed watching him. And I think he's taken, he took a step forward this year, which, you know, is going to be good for us. Now, Jeff Levy was obviously a guy you overlapped with at Oklahoma initially. You guys, I think, would have been maybe two, yeah. two, three years apart, something like yeah. that. But, oh, two, oh, three, oh, four, you guys would have been. Uh, within the program together yep as he's as you kind of tracked his journey as a play caller as an assistant all the way up now until he comes back to his alma mater his offensive coordinator for oklahoma Mm -hmm. and really brings a much more up-tempo style of football starting last year in 2022 uh what do you like what encourages you about the nature of the Levy offense and the extra juice that it seems to have squeezed out of this program? Well, you know, the, the tempo style offense is, is ridiculously effective if you got the guys that can do it. You don't take negative plays. And, you know, to me, I, I love that Levy, he has that and we will do that, but I think he's uh, pretty versatile. And so being able to take what we have and, and put them in positions to do what they do best, um, I think is the, is the most exciting thing when it comes to having an offensive coordinator that you are very confident with. Now, 6-7 six and seven is 6-7, and seven, man. I understand that not a lot of folks <laughs> are pleased with what happened last year, and understandably so, right? That's be. not the standard neither, of neither Oklahoma. Neither the team. Yeah, 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 yeah but the, nobody is. Yeah you're, yeah, you're as familiar with Brent Venables as anybody. Yeah. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma while you were playing there. Uh, obviously had a decade-plus stint at Oklahoma the first time around, spent a decade at Clemson, back to inherit the head coaching job at Oklahoma as of December of 2021. I know the outcome wasn't what anybody expected, certainly not what anybody wanted in 2022, but just speak, if you could, to the direction of this program under Venables and just how misleading the year one results might be in the grand scheme of things. Right. I mean, and it, it is, is, it's tough to see growth or something happen that was positive in a six and seven season. Yeah. But I did. I did. Uh, I feel like at the end of the day, when you're building a culture um, and trying to find the guys that are going to lead that culture and then hand it on down to the next class, um, you that happens you know that happens and I think um, at the end of the year I was able to see a team or a group of guys that were that took pride in what they did and I think as you get in as we go into the SEC there has to be a level of ownership by the players and and a passion of like a passion that they have to have that you should see on the field I feel like we saw that last week and so I, I think that's going to continue and so you know having a group of guys that are, are very passionate and and you know, tenacious about what they're doing and and doing it with their hair on fire. I think was the thing that we did back in the day, and so it's, it's cool to see that uh, from these guys. Mark Clayton, former Sooner great, former NFL wide receiver, here on the Sooner Game Day Show, presented by Wendy Chevrolet. Uh, Mark, 
what did the Sooners lose last year when Marvin Mims declared for the draft, and how do you compensate for the loss of a guy like that? Because naturally, he's yeah. talented enough that you know you're not necessarily counting on one individual stepping into his shoes and being right. all that Marvin Mims was. No, you're not. And you know, Marvin Mims, the person was. I mean, I think anybody and everybody would speak so highly of him just as a kid. Um, so you, I mean, you you lose a lot, but at the end of the day, it's a collective is a collective deal. Um, and I know the next man has to step up and the next man I, you know to go from last year and have that leader and that's where you're you're looking to see like who was in marvin's ear who was marvin speaking to who um so to speak did he pass the torch to uh and and i think that culture is being built where the torch will continue to be passed on uh but it's a collective deal to kind of replace what marvin you know produced and what he uh, represented as a player uh and then we'll we'll see who you know who's Who's that standout guy, or, or yeah. who we go to in the clutch, or you know somebody will 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 you know come up? Well, like we'll you see. mentioned, it's it's going to be a collective effort. But what does it say about the early trust level in a kid like Jacquez Petaway? You know, he plays his first collegiate game last week. He gets targeted ten times, leads the team with nine catches. It's, that says a lot of what happened in the spring and the summer. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of what we're seeing today is the culmination of all the work that happened in the offseason and Dylan. And no, and the and the coaching staff knowing like, man, this kid, he's spe- like he's special. Uh, we're we're going to feature this kid. We're going to give him an opportunity to be great because we're looking at it day after day, week in week out. He's coming to practice, showing up, and he's producing. That's the only way you get on the field, and that's the only way you get that much uh, action or that many targets. I, I don't necessarily like phrasing it this way, but. You feel like the six and seven campaign a year ago was almost necessary to a certain extent to illustrate to everybody, okay, this is how much of a culture change there needs to be. This yeah. is how different of a style of football we need to be playing yeah. in order to actually compete on a national level the way the University of Oklahoma is expected to. It was almost, uh, a, I mean, I felt a sense of humbling across the, the board from even, you know, with our fans to us and everybody and you know the ego that we have in coming into the season we have expectations that are high and rightfully so um but i i appreciate the fact that you know we took one on the chin but having bv as our leader and and seeing what that staff does with this group and you know being able to know what it means to fall on your face get up dust yourself off go to work and show back up and be as passionate about it as you were yesterday and then show up and do what we did last week and now, you know, it's about doing it again this week. Dylan Gabriel's obviously the man in 2023, man. But I would be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts on Jackson Arnold, who, you know, Sooner fans <laughs> understandably very excited about yeah. the five-star freshman quarterback. Right. Got to see him in action for the first time last week in the yeah. Crimson and Cream. 11 for 11, 114 yards, a touchdown, added a rushing score. Yeah. Kid Not looks like the start. real deal. He looks official. He looks official. Um, I mean, you know, there's – that's our one view, our one you know preview. But uh, I think watching him uh, is is justified. You know, we'll we'll see as time goes on, and you know he gets in the fire, and those those bullets are flying, and you know we'll see what he's made of. He'll he'll still have some some growing to do, uh, but yeah, so far so good. There's there's a real family dynamic on this staff. Obviously, mm-hmm. a ton of guys with previous Oklahoma ties, pre-existing relationships. Right. A lot of guys that uh, either coached you or played with you. A lot right. of guys from those late 90s, early 2000s Oklahoma teams under Coach Stoops that were so good. So just with your knowledge of how many 
figures are involved behind the scenes here for Oklahoma football and what these people are about, what they bring to the table day in and day out. What do you think gives you the most confidence that Oklahoma is on an upward trajectory towards being a national powerhouse again? Man, I I mean, you have to throw having uh, Jerry Smith in there as well, you know, and it's it's ultimately about um, the consistency uh, because, you know, championship is – it's not a. Uh, I mean, you, we celebrate and you know we're we're excited when when things are awesome and good, but uh, you know the weekly, the daily grind that it takes, the attention to detail and all that that it takes to have guys that you know have been down that road and are leading our our and developing our guys into being champions. I think is the thing that you know is to be most confident about about we're we're going to be consistent in how they deal with the guys and how we prepare and, and how they look at you know an opponent and or how we approach a new offensive scheme or defensive scheme whatever we're we're uh, gonna have the consistency there you go that's mark clayton former oklahoma standout at the wide receiver position six-year nfl veteran man great to have you along for a segment Absolutely. very much appreciate your appreciate time you having me, bro. all right we're going to take a quick break and when we return here on the sooner game day show from windy or from yo pablo presented by windy chevrolet we're going to welcome four-star safety and Oklahoma commit Michael Patterson McDonald's, a product of Westmore High School right up the road. We'll get his thoughts on the direction of the Sooner football program under Coach Venables as well as what the Sooners are putting together in the 2024 recruiting class. Coming up next, this is the Sooner Game Day Show on the Ref Sports Radio Network.